0: Asia Tech Podcast, voice of the Asian tech ecosystem.
1: Welcome to the Asia Tech Podcast. I'm Gustavo Liu, and this is Pitch Tech Asia. Well, now I'm with Harith Bakri. Um, he's all the way from Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. Welcome, Harith. Hey, thanks, thanks. This is your second time back yeah, in the show. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Back mm-hmm. then was like July. Yeah, it was July. Fantastic! Mm-hmm. We are doing this whole series of uh, follow up um, mm-hmm. with a lot of the startups that we interview back. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were you spoke to Graham? Yeah, that's back right. in July, right? Yeah. How was that first experience like?
0: Well, it was like my first live interview. It was like I'm quite nervous. So
1: was it nerve wracking? Yeah, yeah, I was quite <laughs> nervous. Yeah. It's good experience. Yeah, it, it definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And and also like I think. Having that very early, you know, by the time you go on stage and and you you do pitch, right? You still have to yeah. meet investors and yeah, all of that. Right. It's sort of this is a little bit less nerve wracking than sitting in front of the VCs, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah, because uh... <laughs> this is actually Caslon's stone and you could be able to go on back and see it on <laughs> yeah. YouTube. So, yeah. um, but uh, welcome, amazing mm-hmm. to have Thanks. you. Thanks. I saw your um recording with Graham. Mm-hmm. Um, learned a lot about you. Wanna excited to find out more. Mm-hmm. about, yeah. you know, your journey to entrepreneurship, Definitely. especially because, first, you're not from Singapore, right? Yeah. Um, and you do fly back and forth um, from KL to here, which is, isn't that far. But secondly, because you are very young. Mm-hmm. You are like one of the younger sort of entrepreneurs that we've, I've, I've actually interviewed on the show. Um, I do work with a lot of entrepreneurs here in Singapore um, and in different parts of the world. Um, I think our youngest founder is around 16, so, yeah, yeah. And all, the, yeah. And you yeah. started your business around 15, isn't it?
0: No, you really study. But I initially did programming first at yeah. 14. And then, well, I caught apps on the island through business and marketing and all that.
1: Yeah. Yep. And then at, at some point, because you said you, you founded a different business before mm-hmm. this one. Mm-hmm. And um and that entire sort of journey is sort of brought you to where you are today. Yeah. And how long have you been running Gala Space now?
0: Uh it's almost a year actually. About a year, yeah.
1: okay. And um yeah, I can't wait to see. So what what happened this past three months?
0: Um so yeah, we were working along um with my first interview with Graham. hmm Uh it was pre-launch. Yeah. Yeah. So so just like telling about the uh, the features, uh, features and the, that, the yeah.
1: journey uh, and yeah. the why um mm-hmm. and a little bit recap for our audience yeah. who are listening. Mm-hmm. obviously, you all who haven't heard it that was a great recording go back and re- and listen to that one right after this one um, uh, tell us a little bit about what what Gala
0: space is um so yeah, Gala space is an event marketplace, so we want to make it a one-stop center uh, so in short, it's like Airbnb for events, so you want to like organize the events. Also, an event venue, event services like event catering for graphics, or even like a uh, performing live bands. So you can just connect with them in just one platform. It's, it's quite a easy guy, marketplace for events. Yep. Yeah. yeah, it's a uh, marketplace. Yeah, yep.
1: and there's a huge demand now, obviously, because especially with the growing sort of uh, trend of creating co-working spaces, mm-hmm. um, and as well as um, sort of companies uh, realizing that they do need to reach out to the community. Mm-hmm you serve sort of like a a middle um gap you're solving for a gap where you connect those events locations the service providers with um all of those companies that want to benefit from hosting events themselves mm-hmm. we we host events a lot um at, at, in my in my company at the hungry lab and essentially um bringing content to a lot of these co-working spaces and office spaces really there is value one of the biggest challenges that we find is that there's, we do everything by ourselves and it's extremely tedious and repetitive. So be able to find somewhere um, like a space and use it, which mm. we start using it. it? it? <laughs> yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad yeah. that, that <laughs> solution is for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that yeah. makes our lives a lot easier. Mm-hmm. And I just had a look as well, um, how, how the how, how um, frictionless, how easy you've, you've created the website to be. Um, how has this past three months sort of changed has the business changed has there been any sort of iteration on the on the system
0: um so yeah actually there's like um like few changes um the team changed okay yeah. talk,
1: let's talk about their team how did that uh, so what happened?
0: um two of our co- the from founder um left because we didn't see fit between among us each other so we came up with a new new member which uh more towards like more experience back then was how many of you uh, four, definitely four.
1: There were four yeah, at the ba- so, at the time. Yeah. And now it's three. Four, four, four it's still four. Yeah. And two of, the, two of them were um, swapped. Yeah, swap. Okay.
0: So the the new team is much more experienced. Um, it's much more committed.
1: What sort of skills have they brought on to the,
0: the So team? yeah, um, two of our members. One is uh, still studying actually, but he has been working in the financial industry quite some time. Mm-hmm. And then um, one is like a um, real CTO has been working for for about more than 10 years. So and you are a
1: programmer by the, your background, right? So yes. Yeah, so I am yeah.
0: a computer science student also. Okay. Yeah. I th- um, so
1: your CTO right now is more like the software engineer. Yeah. He understands yeah, more that, yeah. the architecture of yeah. the technology. So
0: he's been working for a big data company in, in Singapore also, actually. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah? Okay. So he has like more than 10 years of experience. Yep. Um,
1: and then um, you are, so your role has it shifted yeah, I would say. Yeah. How that has it evolved from since July? Because back then it were four people as well, but mm-hmm. then it was a different skill set. Yeah. Right? So your the, the demand for your for what you needed to do but, um what was it and and how has it changed till now?
0: So yeah, um we, with the new CTO came in, it was like quite uh quite mind blowing for me because uh why has been given the advice, all this kind of um you know experience that you shared it's quite a lot. Uh initially it was like it was a lot for me to to digest it yeah and then after a while I have to really get myself to really prepared on what the things that need to be done mm-hmm. if the product's done also yeah so I have to to shift my part into community building yeah yeah and to like um brand product shape so community. you didn't have
1: the focus was in community building back like yeah. then
0: so I, initially it was um product management
1: okay yeah, yeah. And obviously, like that adds on to like the whole sort of um, acquisition for customers, right? Mm-hmm. Being out there in the yeah. public, it's why you eventually realize you needed to to be playing at. Yeah, yeah, that's right. How can you talk to you a, a, a little bit because this this is so important? Like understanding the importance of community, it's it takes a mind shift, mm-hmm. and I've worked with many entrepreneurs, where founders. Which essentially started off thinking about the product. Mm-hmm. And then at some point it takes a realization that it's beyond building that product. It's about building everything that surrounds the product. Yeah. And it's essentially the community which is mm-hmm. takes a whole different set of skill yeah. sets. Can you can you talk to us a little bit about that?
0: So yeah, I think you could see in the real life business is that, you know, Uber and Grab they they've been competing for a while in Southeast Asia. Yeah. So what what Grab took uh, uh for the step is that they know the culture of uh, Asian culture actually. Yeah. So initially, like I was like Grab, uh, Grab user since 2014, and I do not have my credit card until I reach 18. Yeah. So this is one of the, uh, the constraints that Uber had to face. They were not really prepared to to face the culture yet. So with that, I could see what needs to be done and what we need to prepare also yeah to be to get in touch with the people first so it's not it's not about it's not about uh, sales first it's about people and community first but uh, uh, beyond that is also the network effect right yeah, yeah, if perfect. you had
1: just built a platform and expected mm-hmm. that people would come without taking into consideration that having that network effect of what community platforms are are, are be, have the capacity to to keep getting the people engaged then t- the platform is finds it very hard to sustain itself mm. whereas that com- continuous engagement of yeah. a community is, y- y- you can't replace that yeah. and that interest you know you have to keep throwing so it kind of becomes like instead of just building a single marketplace platform you kind of have to start creating content you have to start getting information and mm. and and um material that the community will be interested in mm. how has that journey been and, and mm. has it you know has it been challenging
0: um i would say um the challenge part is to get uh, the, uh what's it what's called uh we've been actually organi- uh interviewing several organizers yeah um such as StatX, Hackerx and also um, Startup Weekend they've been they've been they, they've been sharing uh, um I've been interviewing them mm-hmm. so they've been sharing about their experiences and all that so from the customer side I mean from the user side they are able to see what's like to organize events and all that and I see that um content marketing is quite it's quite necessary and quite um, imperative, and it's kind of, to of hard marketing. to to acquire, right? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Mm-hmm. And
1: how have you guys gone about to acquire that for as 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 advice <laughs> to to startups that yeah. are trying to build communities?
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, actually we've been going through offline marketing, which yeah. is going to events by events, so we like spread a word about what our platform is, and in exchange for that, we also kind of like a bit of uh, free marketing for them also. Yeah, so we actually interviewing them in the real time yeah. and then the the organizers will share uh will share about the interview and they will get uh we get the free publicity also yeah. because they've been quite influential
1: it's like yeah. leverage multiplier yeah. effects yeah, essentially right. you like they, they come on to your b- mm-hmm. in, with you guys and, and you guys also like get you you know yeah. use that much more
0: benefit yeah
1: right exactly yeah. Uh, well, and and that strategic partnership is just very important it's sort of like a barter exchange mm-hmm. Um, but then t- both uh, both of your platforms will benefit from it yeah a community I would say is probably one of the hardest for people to realize especially when you're going to the B2 well B2B2C yeah and okay. that is where you guys are sort of target targeting, mm. right? The B two B two C. The have you identified what are the, some of the pain points that people are looking at? Because and what what keeps them engaged in,
0: in communities? Um. So firstly, is that you know B two C we actually can't really target mass market mass, target, uh, mass, yeah. mass market yet because we like we need to find a core um, core customer, the early adopters. Yeah. So if we need to, f- uh, so our suitable. Uh, early adop- adopters of uh, students okay so i uh, so you know i i see the the real life experience that that, that i went uh in high school mm-hmm. which is you know uh we we had to go tuition you know yeah, yeah. and the problem is that for like uh, 1 to 5 group tuition yeah uh the problem is that is the location yeah so this is one of the pain points that uh that that we we able to to discover and it's going to be a continuous for uh, for for these tutors to, f- to be on our platform. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: and the B so that is the B two C front. What about the B two B? Um,
0: the B two B is quite difficult for us actually,
1: because you have to. There's yeah. always a supply and there's yeah. a demand yeah. side, right? So the demand you're talking about is the students going to mm-hmm. the tuition, yeah. but then you've got the supply side, which is essentially the guys that are yeah. putting all the courses, the modules, mm-hmm. and teaching. Yeah.
0: Um, for the B two B, it's quite. It's quite a challenge for us because we need to really uh be our repo, and we need to get uh, you know connections, connections, and, yeah. and it's all by going through by referral, and yeah. And at our stage, it's quite it's quite a challenge for us. Yeah.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. So right now you're sort of looking for um people and organizations that are able to yeah. help you with that mm-hmm. with with that aspect, true, right? True. Okay. Um, let's look a little bit uh, at your at your deck. Um, so right now. Gala Space, you um, it's an events. It's categorized under events planning. Yeah, it's a digital events mm-hmm. planning, and these you know the the problems you guys you went through and that hasn't changed since July. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Um, what has changed, however, is the way that you implement your solution. The mm-hmm. solution is still is the same, right? Mm-hmm. The, but it's the way that you draw the sort of crowd around yeah. to yep. utilize mm-hmm. your your solution. Um, so. Right now, your first to go market, where is it? Is it Malaysia or Singapore? Singapore first. It's
0: Singapore yeah. first. Yeah. Okay, so you use it in Singapore. Um, where is your team based? Um, actually, we, uh, our office address is at um, SUTD. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, we're resident mentors at SUTD. Huh. Um. The yeah. Uh, the hungry lab is yeah. is the resident there. So next time I'm at yeah, SUTD, sure. we should. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's meet up. Yeah. yeah. There's I think there's a beer place. <laughs> uh huh. So just for the benefit of our audience, um, can you just um sort of run through how how it works? So Do yeah. You
0: um. You know, it's like Airbnb. Yeah. But but we wanted to make it smooth and all that because you know organizing events it's quite hard. Uh, and and it takes um, weeks of planning also so yeah. you, you know so if you want to like organize a birthday party just search a location uh, proper location Yeah. and then you know uh, what type of event that you want to organize then search and then uh, then you could see the listings and all that
1: yeah, yeah. Now nowadays I've seen a lot of marketplaces um mm-hmm. for different solving for different problems mm-hmm. Um, and I think the one that you are solving is gen- definitely a, v- a very real problem yeah um and it's essentially, can I get the aggregate of what is a more visibility of what is in the market, so that I can make a more sound decision mm-hmm. before I commit to an agreement, right? And in the events space, that is that, that is that is very real because events cost. You need to justify, especially for companies, whether you will have to, you know, for every dollar you spend, mm-hmm. are you getting the type of um, outcome that yeah, you expect? That yeah, that right. Yeah, and that is essentially what you guys want to solve with the events yeah. company. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned that it's been extremely um, challenging getting onboarding the, the sort of B2B. B two yeah. um, What are some of the challenges that you're facing?
0: Um, so the challenge is that they don't want to attain us. Uh, okay. That's the first thing. Yeah. And then second, uh, we don't have the proper portfolio yet because we are still new. And yeah. um, it's like a chicken and egg thing. Yeah. So this is one of the things that we had to fa- uh, we are currently facing. So the best way to escape from, from chicken and egg is B2C. Mm-hmm. B2C, yeah. yeah. So build your portfolio first, yes. build that community, yeah. and then
1: you once you have the number, you have that data, then um the B2B will see value yeah. in you yeah. and they That's will right. essentially yeah. come yeah. in. Yeah. But again, yeah. it's a chicken and egg thing because if you if you see it doesn't see that there is, um, you know, the supply... There's no supply at all. Mm -hmm. Coming on here is Mm -hmm. just uh, like a discussion forum. So you don't want to end it up like... uh, Just uh, like a discussion forum. You want them to actually utilize. Mm -hmm. Because that is where you make money, right? Um, How... What is your revenue model?
0: So yeah, um, we actually have like three ways of revenue model. Which is uh, 5%. We organize events for them. Mm -hmm. Let's just say events are one of the events. It's quite complex and all that. So we're going to like gain gain uh commission from it also. Yeah. And then also um sponsored listings. Yeah. It's like, you know, sponsor uh the listings will be in the paradise in the it's like uh when it first come up and you could see it. And then um lastly is like commission from vendors. So first time transaction is ten percent, follow up will be seven. Yeah. Okay. So we get we get uh seven percent each from each vendors. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um at what stage
1: is the company right now? Are you guys already monetizing or this is um, a revenue model that you, you plan to implement?
0: Uh, we actually currently implementing that actually.
1: It's already implemented. Yeah. So everybody who sign- goes on the system and starts to utilize they would yeah. be... Um, so they would they will be aware
0: that. of this kind of uh, revenue model that we are seeking. Cool. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and right now, as the what is the traction so far?
0: So currently, we don't really have that much of traction right now, mm-hmm. especially in the customer base. But what about the community area? So, um, we actually already have about 30 vendors. Okay. So, mostly from event services, mm-hmm. such as uh, we already have like invite uh, MCs performing live arts bands, yeah, uh, food catering and all that. Yeah, and the space vendors space. and all that. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, and they they essentially have want to have a bigger pipeline
0: of yeah. potential customers, mm-hmm. right? So they want to reach out to to more customers and utilize it. And so,
1: are you? I, I'm also curious. Like, is the system able to help th- these service providers and the vendors to sort of identify their pricing? Where do they stack amongst competition? Mm-hmm. Um, how do they compare amongst other similar type of service providers?
0: Actually, um, you know, it's, um. Um, one of my part, uh, co-founder had a meeting with several uh, vendors is that the pricing factor so we kind of like um, they have to to implement um, competitive pricing yep yeah. so you will actually
1: feedback to the vendors themselves mm-hmm. and saying, look you know across the world one of the reasons why you're not getting that much business is mm-hmm. because I mean pricing is one yeah. right? but it could be other factors like mm-hmm. because you're not providing this service do you think that as an MC if you're just only doing like tech events, for example, would you be open? There seems to be more on the, I don't know, uh, cr- you know, like the manga, yeah. <laughs> um, cosplay yeah. space, right? Yeah. Can 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 you cross that and like start exploring that? Do mm. you actually give feedback to the to the vendors?
0: So yeah, um, some of the vendors such as the food catering, they they able to to open much more more perspective in how they can expand yeah. their business. It's like yeah. if
1: you're if you're doing um. Chicken curry, yeah. like you should start doing more fish head curry. No? <laughs> yeah. 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 So, and yeah. then on the community side, um, how is the traction so far?
0: Um, so, yeah, um, we actually like um, develop um Facebook group Yeah, for event planners. So, we're going to like invite event planners to share their tips um, and how they can. So, write blogs yeah, and stuff. Yeah. It's yeah. so, like uh, also like how they can save cars and all that. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: I find this fascinating because I we work with a couple marketplaces, mm. and it's sort of like if, if for lack of a better word, right? It's like a Skyscanner or a Airbnb or hotel.com for um a particular segment need. Mm. And in your case, it's like events. So essentially, instead of going on Skyscanner and look looking for like the cheapest ticket available for that particular date and particular um um sort of time time that you want to fly you are essentially able to aggregate all of that data for vendor suppliers for events mm. um we've we've and, and very similar to your business model we work for another company in the US where they do for wedding planning and they just focus on wedding planning um i think in singapore there's definitely a huge demand for having more visibility cuz you just never know yeah where I mean, even you know, setting up, um, ordering like those little gifts. I was at an event yesterday, um, and they were just they left gifts on your table, um, for every person, but then like how tedious it is today to go and procure for those products so that you have that. And then they had an MC, I wouldn't know because we moderate all of our events, but like if I was to go and look for a moderator. I wouldn't know where, like, I would probably Google on like Gumtree or or mm-hmm. or classif- some yeah. form of classifiers, mm-hmm. um, be able to aggregate that data and and it's essentially about making better decisions. How has the public sort of um, and and during your marketing um, sort of to the public, how have they sort of welcomed the the platform?
0: So yeah, um, initially we um, yeah, I have sort of target students actually because it's the, it's still like the education uh, yeah. sector. Yeah. Uh it's like it's the best way and also the cheapest way that I could I could reach out to. Yeah. Uh,
1: which sector of students? Cuz students is everything from like kindergarten say, uh, to like uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like masters yeah. and phd. Mm-hmm.
0: So, I would say uh specifically I get to uh university students because I in st- I'm in university also. Mm-hmm. So, um when I pitch to them because um, they have a subject called curricular activity so they have like kind of like uh have to organize events. Mm-hmm. Such as charity, sports, or anything. Yep. So this is one of the pin, uh, pinpoints that uh, the students have to carry out And to address that issue. Is that I, I, I pitch to them, and they mean really, really open to this kind of things. Yep. It's just that one. Obviously, the student costs. You know. Yep. Yeah. So the cost is actually the problem for the students, but but also what we're trying to solve. Also, trying to make things affordable. Yeah.
1: yeah, are you currently incubated under um, SUTD? No, no. But no. Are, are you part of the whole incubation, pro- like the innovation, uh, entrepreneurship
0: program? Yeah, I would t- not not me, but my co-founder is. Oh, he's yeah. a, he's part of that yeah. because
1: you you mentioned SUTD and and they have a very robust, yeah. um, a very good resource sort of ecosystem there. Mm-hmm. They we have been part of the hackathon and everything, yeah. so it does make sense, right? Because one, one of one thing is that SUTD itself, geographically in Singapore, is located all the way in near Expo. Yeah, and so for a lot of um, students to make it all the way to the city um, for events and and all of that, that that it does become a, a somewhat of a challenge. Mm-hmm. And right now, has it, are you still part of SUTD or are you no longer part of? It? I'm
0: not a student of uh, CTD, actually.
1: I mean, like, your co-founders. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. I'm still stu- studying, actually. Yeah. Okay. Mm.
1: Um, That is a great resource. Yeah. Um, Be able to access to that university mm. uh, network. Um, And also, you know, if you can apply for that. <laughs> yeah, program, true, yeah, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. So a shout-out to Kenneth. He might be listening to us mm. live. Maybe not. Um, I'm still hoping to get him on on mm. live. Um, But yeah, so right now... um. You mentioned that um, the company, it's gone three months and some of the challenges you're facing, it's essentially trying to get um, more traction. of the supplier, yeah. more of the traction. Um, have you identified some of the strategies that you could go about getting traction? Yes. yes yeah. That's right. Um, and then going forward, how, um, what sort of um, resources are you looking for?
0: Um, actually, we kind of like... Uh Obviously, we are actually looking for funding also mm-hmm. to boost up our mar- market, uh, marketing and sales. Yeah. Uh, and you'll like to expand also. you would like to expand,
1: yeah. Yeah, the team, you know. Um And what sort of skill sets would you be looking for?
0: I would say the ones who are more, more experienced in the event space industry, okay. events management.
1: Yeah. yeah. What about community management? Yeah. Is uh, that probably We are looking something. for that one too. Yeah, because mm. I think event space and, and community managers, they sometimes could go hand in yeah. hand, yeah. And having somebody who has who who has that experience mm-hmm. and that, that um that background, mm-hmm. it it would really help you to amplify both on the acquisition side, yeah. but also on the sort of onboarding of the supplier side, right? Um, your competitive advantage, um, is essentially. Um, the it's frictionless, right? It's, yeah. You want to remove all of that easiness and getting that visibility. Um, it's extremely user friendly, but also I would say that it allows people to have a better decision whenever they want to add. A, it's, it saves time, yeah. and that is that is essentially the more important thing. Um, how are you raising
0: at the moment? Yes, that's right.
1: Um, what are you raising, and uh, what sort of uh investments are you uh investors are you looking for?
0: So uh. Uh, three months back we are actually looking for 120k, which is uh then my fo- co-founder came in, mm-hmm. so it's quite ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we we amend to 250k. Oh, you raised 250. Yeah. Uh, we are actually raising to. You're decrease, raising 250 now. Decrease or? to 50k, Singapore oh, dollar. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: So you were raising 130 back then when you were with Graham. Yeah, Graham. And now you're only raising 50k yeah. because of the your co-founders have managed yeah. to like help you to bootstrap a lot yeah. of that. Yeah. What would you do with 50k?
0: Mostly yeah, uh according to pitch deck is that we like like to to expand team uh get get more user acquisitions. Uh also try to build community also because building community is quite challenging. Mhm.
1: How would you um, go about building that community? Because as as you've Mm -hmm. been doing now, seems to be getting somewhat of a attention. Mm -hmm. Um, And Coming onto the show, obviously we'll get more listeners to to come in. Um, um, Would you be looking at hosting your events by any chance?
0: yeah in the future yeah yeah, coming soon. yeah <laughs> definitely coming soon
1: that requires yeah. a whole different skill set yeah. um i remember like, I. it doesn't come naturally for me <laughs> um many years back when i had to host my own events like i would be like you know pissing my pants before i go on stage <laughs> 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 but right now it's just so natural i can do it on my sleep oh wow. and it's like training a different muscle yeah um and we do events on on you know regularly Mm -hmm. um i would actually like to see how we can work together on events sure sure um i'm always looking for younger entrepreneurs who um are coming into the ecosystem very early because that is when time is really by your side you get a lot of time um to to really and and then you have that drive right um as compared to somebody who is probably much 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 older Mm -hmm. um the that lack of drive and and being jaded it's probably not in their favor yeah um, have you always wanted to be entrepreneur, mm, or was not it really. accidental?
0: Uh, I was, uh, at the age of fourteen, I wanted to be footballer or well, something related <laughs> to football because okay. I'm a massive football fan, actually. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, how did I get into like programming?
0: Mm. <laughs> Through a video, YouTube video. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a YouTube video uh, called Code Stars yeah. where they share about uh, Twitter CEO Mark Zuckerberg. Bill Gates all talk about how coding could really change you, yeah, and definitely changed me also. Okay, yeah. So was it w-
1: change you in what sense? Was it was there money on the back of your mind, or was no. it more like <laughs> change your life to be more like sort of programming?
0: So uh, you know, uh, at age fourteen, I was like quite, you know, not really serious about anything. Actually, I did not have any kind of purpose in life. Yeah. So with that video, that I. I watch it change every perspective in my life um uh, such as that I become much more co- composed person um obviously the money is still going around in my head also yeah uh but yeah um I able to gain i'm much more open minded getting more listening more instead of uh, yeah. talking, yeah. Well, but
1: one of the things about uh, being an entrepreneur is essentially be able to create things out of nothing. Solving problems. Yeah, solving real problems. And I think uh, there has been studies done over the years and it's shown that consistently um, successful entrepreneurs, they possess one common ability, which is essentially to identify problems in the world on a constant basis i mean some people call it being opportunistic but i also believe that and i am an entrepreneur and i don't think it's being opportunistic at all it's about seeing you really do want to solve a problem and money um like what you said yeah it's somewhere in the back of your mind but it's not so much about like how much millions you're gonna make yeah. in a couple of years but it's more like how are you going to sustain your business mm. can you make enough to sort of take your you know your these particular ideas to the next level and i think it's all about survival mode yeah and that is where it's oftentimes um commonly misunderstood as being um opportunistic by a lot of people who aren't really inside the sort of entrepreneurial mm-hmm. circle. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um and you know, right now I see that you've done quite a few other businesses in the past. Um you were a co-founder at Calendario. Yeah. That um, was my
0: first app that I could. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um and then Gala Space. And then now you create another one is Teenage Entrepreneur.
0: Yeah. Uh so I'm just a original uh, chapter host. So okay. just creating events actually. Yeah, yeah. In, I think
1: it's very inspiring what you're doing. especially and, oh, and is that part of the community that
0: you're building? Mm, kind of like leverage both sides. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: They they have to go hand in hand. Yeah. And when you're going towards the the student um space, a lot of them are living and trying to become do businesses yeah. and explore how to do because it, it's so romanticized over the yeah. years, right? I would say
0: um you know the reason why I I became an original chapter host is that I I I actually would like to get the people like at my age to get off their comfort seat and yeah. do something that really they are passionate of. Yeah, and that's why I'm really trying to pursue that idea right now. Is but that how you onboarded your found, your co-founders? <laughs> Not really. Um, different way actually, because so, they are much more older. Yeah, you're yeah, older. Yeah, they're older than me. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Are they from the the people that were already working at the time when they joined you?
0: Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, they are actually working in full time. Yeah.
1: yeah, I think it's it's really good as well that you were able to sell that vision and bring them on board with mm-hmm. you. How did that happen? Because now you are the VP of Product and Community Community Head for Gala Space. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your other co founders' roles?
0: Um. So yeah, we have like two two co founders, uh, three co founders, uh, four including me. So three of uh, there are two of us who are more technical side. Mm-hmm. So mostly in programming, technical, product development, and then one is um Kenzo Tan Jr. is the one that, that studies in S U T D. Yeah. So he's been on the financial side. Yeah. have been working there. So so he has to to um what's called? Uh, adapt to his new role, which is business development and marketing. Okay. So we kinda like learn new ish things every day about uh, about our role. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And what about Eamon and uh, Max?
0: So, yeah, Max is the most experienced guy in the technical side. Um, he's been quite experienced in the startup ecosystem and entrepreneurship. So, he managed to raise rounds, few rounds. Um, also, he's been really um, advising us how we can really get our business to step forward. And mostly it's like mentor plus. Uh, slash boss also sometimes, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and boss doesn't like yeah. he takes the lead to yeah, like yeah. um say which direction we yeah. should lead
1: and uh, with his number of experiences with DBS UOB and Osim obviously he's had quite a fair amount yeah, of like you know. Know, yeah, and Iman,
0: so Iman um we actually went to to high school okay. so he's he's older than me also yeah yeah so uh he's been uh he's been re- he's been working. Um, in few companies in Malaysia. So I approached him and said, why don't we just do a side project first and see how it goes. So he's been really involving in the front end and also back end into development of the our platform. Yep. Yeah. Have you guys met any,
1: because always you mentioned that you are looking for a BD and a community builder. Mm-hmm. Have you thought about what would be the profile of that person? For our listeners who are listening and might be interested to apply.
0: So yeah, um, we actually, you know, um, the people that we are trying to seek out is the one who are quite experienced with the coworking space, because mm-hmm. I see that co- most co-working spaces have really a higher uh, community major. Yep. And with that, with that role, they have experiences in managing events. Yeah. So both, both, uh, that role goes hand in hand also. So this is one of the people that we want to reach
1: out. And would they come on as? Um, uh, staff or as one of the equity sort of um, early stage?
0: Yeah, both sides are possible. Yeah.
1: Both sides are possible? Yeah. Okay. Um, I might have some guys that I could recommend to sure, you. Because sure. we, we work quite a lot with mm-hmm. co-working spaces. Um, that is where we build that partnership. Yeah. Um, And they always want to look for events, opportunities. So to summarize, you are looking for 50,000 raise at this current early stage, very, very early stage True. C round. Yeah. And the profile of investor is somebody who will be able to open some doors for you. Yeah. Specifically in the sort of... Um, events. Events. Yeah. Well, or organizations yeah. that throw events a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're looking for... Um, to hire somebody. Um, well, hire or like a partner, right? Somebody yeah, to do in. I would say partner. Yes, yeah. So, it would be a combination of like equity or possibly like um, cash and equity. Mm-hmm. And um, what else are you looking for? Um, Customers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're yeah. always looking for customers. Yes, yeah, that's right. And um, could you give us a a, a profile of of a customers? Like, I know you talked about events, mm-hmm. but like, what would be a, a profile of a customer? Because events could expand from everything, really.
0: Okay, so uh, actually, we our early adopters are, are mostly the ones who are in the education, okay. um, the ones who are in the building events, uh, workshop workshop um organizers. So these are the people that we want to reach out because they hold events um almost like uh, by my monthly event yep, so this is one of the people that we want to reach out, and this would seem to be uh fit to us, but also we actually um the customers that we want to expand also our mass market you can be someone who organize a informal birthday party uh weddings and all that, so it can be anything okay
1: so like events planner like wedding planners and all that um even a lot of like sort of entertainment um venues right they would have packages or 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 anything like that but then yet they would have to have a good database of um speakers mcs and flower delivery and all of that but at least now you're giving them an an additional option Mm -hmm. fantastic well it's been great talking to you um harith and Um, I would be looking forward to see if, if um when you come on three months later on the show, <laughs> <I think laughs> sure, sure. how far you yeah. are at. Um, And it's, you know, it's great that you have decided to cut down on your race. One of the things that we often see is that people want to raise more and more and more and mm-hmm. more. But with every dollar you raise, you have more responsibility, yeah, right? So um, be able to really bootstrap in your first couple of year or month um until you get to that that growth rate the growth level to command for higher valuation is gold because that essentially determine how much equity is kept within the the core organization and i think a lot of startups today missed out on that because they keep thinking that they want to raise multi-million rounds um but then they end up giving up their entire sort of company (laughs) yeah yeah. Um, so I just have one more question before uh we end. I know you already told our audience back then, so how can our audience reach you if they w- are interested in in investing in you or come and work for you?
0: So yeah, um, you can just call me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, um uh you can just rec- uh, reach out to me on LinkedIn or any social media. I'll be open to that cuz I'm like yeah. Uh, op- uh open to any anyone who are able to to benefit both both sides. Yeah. Yeah
1: um and great so this they would go into your linkedin which is harith uh bakri yep bakri mm-hmm. yeah Did i pronounce it right yeah <laughs> thank you so much harith. You. it's been a pleasure talking yeah. to you and uh we will yeah let's yeah. <laughs> virtually reach out our hands to shake um and we will be back again shortly thank you so much yeah. and this is pitch deck asia this is gustavo mm-hmm. Thank you bye for
0: bye. You've been listening to Asia Tech Podcast. Find out more at ATP.show.